Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Newbie Sisters podcast. In this episode, we talked about societal pressure, the different types of pressure, how we've dealt with it, we're navigating through it, and the advice that we give to ourselves. So enjoy. guys hello people how are you doing how is everyone doing evergreen is really excited today ah my excitement level is over 100 percent oh my god 1000 (laughs) percent you want to tell our people what's making you so excited well my husband is oh (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she's so excited i'm excited for you as well I'm really excited. And a lot knows more about like, you know, this journey, like the <laughs> countdown. We've been oh, through three years. <laughs> and um, but it's it's here now. Uh, as always, it was a surprise. And I mean no like, surprise Enola, there, at least for me. And Yola <laughs> and one of my other friends here had said to me that, oh, they still feel like, you know, this time around when he's coming, it's going to be a surprise. And yeah. I was like, No, I don't think so. I think I would get to know because you know, I'll need to like get him from the airport. I think that's why you get surprised every time because you never <laughs> expect it. I think for me, I've had the first one out. I just figured out how it's gonna happen when. Oh, necessarily wouldn't be surprised when it happens, but Evergreen is always in doubt that she'll get surprised the next time and then she does and she's still in doubt and then she does that honestly this time around i was almost certain that i will know when he's coming like i kept saying no this time around i will actually know when he's coming but hmm, jokes on me jokes on you it's interesting because during the week every time evergreen sends me a voice note i'm thinking this girl is about to tell me that i was going to be here right now like literally every time and you know, at some point, actually, told me she was like, "You know that every time I see a voice note from you, I'm expecting to hear your husband is around." And I'm like, "Oh well, oh well." <laughs> That's why when I eventually wanted to tell her that he's in town, I I didn't bother to send a voice because I was like, if she sees the voice note, she's just going to be like, "Well, I knew it." <laughs> so I was like, I'll just send a picture instead. So I sent a picture, and, and you know, I was like, "Well, I'm not surprised." I was just like. <laughs> I don't get how you're not surprised. And you not know, told me that. Yeah, she's not surprised because I mean I'd not called that in that yeah. like, this morning. Guys, so like, usually oh, yeah, what that's happens true. is in the on Saturday mornings, Evergreen and I talk. Whether or not we're recording that day, we just catch up on what's happened for the past week anyway. Week. Yeah. Now she doesn't call me when her husband is around on Saturday <laughs> morning. She doesn't. But the moment she calls me, I know that he has gone back. Is it that he has gone back or is around anyway? Because what she calls me, I know that okay, she's the only one. And today she didn't call me, I just knew. As mm. you were, I was just like, oh shit, that's true. We actually used to talk like every Saturday morning. But Mm-mm. I was like, well, it's not always me that calls, sometimes you call. So I was like, but if I haven't didn't you called, call? you will call for sure. That's it. <laughs> okay, me too. Wait, since I didn't call, why didn't you call? Oh my god whatever are we going to spend that many minutes talking about this right now okay well dog story short yeah that's why i'm really excited oh, that's um, good i'm all i'm all over the moon or all over i'm just everywhere it's okay we get it yeah. we're happy for you as well thank you and for thank those that don't you. understand the excitement it means you haven't listened to the long distance episode and yes i'm not sure what to say about that 
but it's still there for you to listen so you can still yeah, catch up. <laughs> it's still there. Catch up, catch up on it because by the time you listen to it, you understand why evergreen how why I'm like this, why I'm this excited. But yeah. Yeah. So you know what? From this excitement, let me ask you something. Um, so you guys are together now, right? Yeah. Um, what's the one thing that you're really looking forward to? Wow, like the fact that you guys are together, and what's that one thing that you're not looking forward to? So the one I'll start with one that I'm not looking forward to. Okay. And that one is the fact I have to think of new things to cook. Okay. That's one. And um yeah, because if it's just me, the truth is I can be very boring with food, like we cooking. Like if it's just me, I, I might just cook maybe one or two food options and I'm mm-hmm. fine. And like I can eat the same food, the same lunch option, like pretty much like from Monday to Friday and I'm okay. But when Bay is around, by the second or third day, he's <laughs> already rolling his eyes like, babe, I, I'm not going to eat anything else. It's the only rice I'm going to be eating. So that's one. Um, but what I'm looking forward to is just knowing that, you know what, my evenings after work, it's not going to be boring anymore. Okay. Um, we get to like spend, you know, time together. And the fact that we're like in the same spot, like I'm just excited that all of that, oh, let me see, when are we going to talk? Oh, I have meeting now. Okay. Yeah. I have meeting now. All of that is, um, all gone. So I'm excited for that, um, that we're just in the same spot and we can actually like, start making like proper like plans for our future and start taking you know decisions etc so those are the things that i'm excited for okay the reason why i asked this question is i wanted to even focus attention more on the things that you're not looking forward to so i know that we've talked about all the struggles with identifying what to cook and the changes etc and the reason why i want to talk about that is that um usually it's almost like we have to come up with something to cook or come up with this idea because it's like the guys never know what to cook and it's interesting because i didn't have to think about it very recently i see that is that like a pressure that we put on ourselves as women or is that what is expected of us as you know you're married you guys are living together so that's what's that's what's expected of you what do you think it is i think i think it's it's just oh the expectation is just there Mm. And like he said, hmm, my bae here, I'm like, oh, babe, so what do you feel like eating? That's the thing. They're not helpful. Babe, what do you <laughs> feel like eating? Anything you cook is fine. Hey, God, can you help me small? Anything you cook is fine. So I think it's what you were saying. I think it's really much like the expectation of us. Like, oh, once you get married, yeah. you know, you just have to like, it's just part of, it's part of territory, I mm-hmm. guess. I think it's just part of the expectation um, once one gets married. Okay, interesting. So I don't know, I, maybe it's like an African thing too. I don't know if it's... Well, mm, I don't know, to be honest. But I do know of someone and he takes responsibility for cooking. So usually we can have a meeting and be like, oh, I have to run out because I need to go and make food for my kids. And when it's Christmas, that's about making Christmas dinner. So it might be an african thing maybe that, it's an african thing maybe. because there's this couple i mean I, i'm not on tiktok but some of their videos come up maybe because again i'm a lovey-dovey person so sometimes you know how like instagram kind of like 
would start to show you the type of things that contents that you're checking like. here. So mm-hmm. sometimes some of their um, videos, like reels, come up like on my timeline, and like they're young couple, they're, like they're really young. I think they have two kids. I don't even know their name, but I know that um the the wife always says that oh she doesn't know how to cook or she's not big on cooking that he does the cooking Mm -hmm. in the house and stuff so i don't know and they are white i don't know maybe it's like an african thing yeah it is what it is yeah so interestingly i was reading a paper and you know apparently studies indicate that um society generally put a lot of pressure on women which i'm I'm sure we all know that yeah it's that oh you can't be too happy because what's really making you happy (laughs) and if certain things are not going right in your life based on how society has determined say for example you're really excited you're doing well in your career but you're not married so why are you happy or why if you're exactly if you are too sad is that why you nagging you need to be more patient or you have to dress decently else take responsibility for being sexualized or being abused or you can't be too independent but then the responsibility for the home and then your husband is on you so you have to take control of that oh my god the pressure is (laughs) different aspects of this and you know, it talks about different types of social societal pressures as well. So it talks about rational arguments. Now, the rational argument may be that um, if you're in your 30s and you're turning like 31, 32, there's a pressure of if you want to have a child, then you really have to do it yes. now. Because science supports that, right? There's still no research that makes it quite easy for women to delay having children and not have to face complications. Issues. So it can make sense and see that as a rational argument and then there's the persuasion one for example when we talk about targeted marketing so you talked about you know when you're checking certain things so if you remember during your wedding i've been checking for like rings and then all your context will be skills like engagement yes. rings, like targeted marketing for you to like you have to put pressure on you almost like buy or buy you get in fact with books like i think it has even gotten to a point where Instagram knows now that I love books. Like yeah. I love to read books and I'll just be scrolling. Like I just, like I'm maybe taking a break. Like I'm actually reading and I'm like, oh, let me just take a pause and just scroll, scroll through Instagram. And then I'm just seeing, you know, pictures or like, oh, new books or um, books to come. Etc. Yeah. Like, or I'm just mm-hmm. seeing content with regards to book. Like I'm just like, oh, can't I just take a break from book? I want to actually just see all that stuff online. Mm-hmm. And the third type that it talks about is conformity. So almost similar to what you talked about, like, well, you're married now. It's almost like you have to decide or what you have to cook. If you want something different, you almost have to because, you know, that's just what you do when you're married. And then demands or threats might come from people that are in like emotionally abusive or physically abusive um, oh. relationships. So almost like those four types. So what I have done is almost like break it down into three key areas. So we have like the biological pressure, the one we we talked about, like you have to do certain things because of age almost. Right. We have like the kinship pressure, like your family is on your matter. You have to do this. You have to do that. That particular one, that kinship one is a special (laughs) category. Exactly. And then we have the constructed network pressure. So almost like the people that you follow on Instagram or your friends, or it might be your colleagues, Ah, those guys that you chose almost even exactly these days like i remember i was having a conversation with um or god the other day and i was like wait is it that linkedin is now paying people to post on linkedin now i'm not sure what's happening honestly i think everybody's just posting everybody's just posting i'm just like "Ah, is like I was starting to feel like, wait, are people cashing out on posting on LinkedIn? And 
I don't know. It's possible. Like, it's very and then possible. I googled. I didn't see that they were paying people to post. I was just like, okay, so all these people that are constantly posting, who even started this thing that people would just be like, oh, I had an interview. Like, you know how a story is just, oh, oh, I went out. I, I, I had an accident. I, I got like, I, I got lucky. Nothing happened to me. They would just curate a story in such a way that it's from a story of like one sentence. It becomes like three yeah, paragraphs exactly and i was it's, just like is there something more than missing or is there something else like okay okay it, we can categorize it under a form of societal pressure honestly mm. but what i'm even going through is so the going back let me list it again the three types of pressure the biological pressure biological, the kinship pressure kinship. and the constructed networks pressure now for you which one have you experienced the most as a woman who is married as an individual just generally which one have you experienced the most the most like i'm just like i've experienced all three <laughs> i can imagine I'm, that she i'm have. trying to be like which <laughs> one is like the top one hmm. <laughs> this is deep like it's between two and i'm okay. trying to decide which one i think it's between kinship Okay. Because honestly, I think biological not necessarily Fair at enough. this point. Mm-hmm. Because I always just feel like I'm young. I'm young. But hello, I remember when I turned 21. <laughs> hey, God, I can't believe that. <laughs> I'm looking at 30 ahead of me. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was climbing the third floor. I hate that phrase. God. Jeez. <laughs> so I don't, I honestly, I think it's between kinship okay. and, um, um constructive what did you call constructed networks constructed network i think those are i think those are the two um biological not necessarily but kinship and and the other one and what has that pressure been like uh so kinship would be oh um okay you guys have been married now two years like so what's (laughs) happening babies 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 um then constructed networking, I would say, this is how I'm seeing it. Like, okay, okay everybody around, I, I think, I don't know, maybe it's just in Canada or it's maybe everywhere else. But here in Canada, there's this pressure of everybody's buying a house. Everybody's buying mm, a house. Everybody's okay. doing maybe two, three jobs. Yeah. Everybody's, um, um, everybody's just doing one new thing and the everybody's end, yeah. jumping on it. And you're like, oh, am I like carrying last? Oh, mm-hmm. I need you up on these. Everybody's changing jobs. Everybody like the house one is like a very big one. Like everybody's just buying us. Everybody's like mm-hmm. buying us. And you're just like, oh, hey, I hope I'm not last as I'm, I'm yeah. not considering these, etc. So I would say that being one. And then the other being, oh, everybody changing jobs, getting like better pays. Better oh, like, hey, God, when we leave, reach my own turn, etc. Mm-hmm. So those are the two. Um, and at the back of me, you're like, oh, everybody's hustling. Everybody's hustling. And then people are still living this baby girl life. Like, they're still Tell traveling. They're still having fun. And you're like, me too, I want to have fun. I want to yeah. travel too. And I still want to walk. But I just, everybody, it, it is what it is. These are the pressures. So these, these are the, these are the pressure. Oh, Before oh. I talk about the ones that I have experienced, how have you dealt with these pressures? Honestly, I think we were even still saying it via our voice notes like during like the course of the week that it yeah. seems like since the adulting episode came out it's like what i've seen more of the things we talked about like maybe in like times 10 of it mm-hmm. now um i know that i'm just like oh god i i i 
I rant. I think that's how I deal with it. <laughs> I rant. I, I just rant. Like, I remember during my one-on-one with my manager um this week. From, like, the beginning to, like, towards the end, I think we had, like, five minutes where we just, you know, just gisted about other stuff. But, like, the first part of like maybe the first 20 minutes of the one-on-one it was just me ranting about how like walkies etc and stuff so i think currently how i do it is just rant mm. i rant to my bae i ran to you i ran to <laughs> anybody that cares to listen yeah i think yeah. that's how i'm dealing with it and i think also like speaking to people and getting to know that some of it, it's like it's not only me like every other person is also going through it so for example so- which ones so like for instance um walk and like having to like walk and walk mm-hmm. being stressful yeah and you being like oh i just wish i had more time like i want to like maybe chill i want to do these so getting to speak with other people and or rant about ah oh, the tax system is crazy like mm-hmm. you just wish that oh your pay is a lot more be, be, um a lot more if your pay would be a lot more if tax isn't like a is not is not a factor so and everybody like if you're speaking to your friend and everybody's like ah it's the same all of us you know are just dealing with <laughs> taxes here like there's nothing we can do about it so when you're having those conversations with other people just knowing that okay it's not just you alone that is going through it even like yeah. oh, matter of all oh, having kids oh yeah and not having kids like speaking to like friends and knowing that yeah (laughs) and knowing that okay it's it's okay well it's not me alone like i have other friends too that are married and i getting this pressure as well can be like reassuring that okay it's not you it's not you but honestly so far the only way i think i've been dealing with the societal pressure would be just me ranting yeah um and i'm i'm grateful that you know i have you guys are listening to me rant (laughs) so that's interesting as well i think for me um i haven't necessarily experienced the kinship one a lot to be honest and i think what i'm telling myself no now that's one thing that's one factor being the last one means that you know other people before me exactly (laughs) before me so that's a good thing that's an advantage um but I also tell myself when it comes to this baby matter that maybe it's just because I'm just one year in. People generally, I feel, and I may be wrong, people generally give you one year. Let's just give them one hmm. year. It's- See, we'll have this conversation again in December this year. Or no, let's just say next year. Let me give you, you will clock the two years. First, <laughs> and then from January the following year, we'll have this conversation again. How it going? <laughs> Like I said, like I said, maybe it's just because I've just crossed the one year mark. So people are generally not saying anything. So from family, I haven't really gotten that much talk. I think one or two times my mom may have dropped something. She hasn't come out directly to say it. So I'm like, okay, she kind of guessed that you probably shouldn't be saying this yet. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, you so finish this PhD. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. That's what they're still using to like say, okay, let's do liver. Well, and that's we know, valid we reason. Know that, that's valid we reason. Know that they, they don't even mind you actually getting pregnant now, like since you're approaching the end of the PhD, so that by the time you're doing your graduation, you're already pregnant. Like, you have baby bump. <laughs> um, so, kinship, no. Um, Constructor Networks. Interestingly, I've had one or two friends drop in like, uh, aren't you going to have a baby soon? When are you going to have hey. a baby? And it, it's so weird because this, this for me is eventually they say, oh, I was just joking. 
And I never take those things as just joking. You never no. say those things as just joking. So um, those ones I feel very irritated by because it's... And the thing about this kind of pressure usually is that it's almost females to females. You never yeah. actually have a guy coming to you and then saying, oh, what's happening with your womb? Yeah, usually, or, yeah, I agree. So usually women to women. And you would expect that we would understand more I mean, the mere fact that we go through our body changes on a monthly basis, it's enough. So you have to understand that going through that process of making a decision to have a baby and then go through all of that, it's a really big decision. So it's weird when you have those kind of comments coming from females as well. It's it's a really mm-hmm. weird one for me. Um, mm-hmm. Biological pressure. To be honest, yeah, um, I've thought about it a few, and I mean very few times. But then when I think about the decision to do it for the sake of biology, as opposed to the mental readiness that is required, I realize mm-hmm. that the latter is more important than the former. It's very important. Too. The mental readiness is important. But what people around say as well with, with that is they say, oh, you can never be 100% prepared. Okay, fine. I know, but I still want to be prepared in this, at least to some level. Yes. Rather I mean, than not at you, all. We can apply the same theory to getting married. You can never be thoroughly ready to be married because you never know how that's going to work out for you you hope out. that the person you're getting married to is sane and you will remain sane and both of you <laughs> you know thread <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you never really know what that's going to be like you don't know you can't anticipate the challenges the difficulties the successes that you experience you can think about it imagine it but you never really know so it's almost the same so you can't tell me that well you just do it for the i mean to be honest people are doing this under societal pressure you yes for the gram not even societal pressure at different spaces so it's it's quite interesting one other mm. thing that i thought about also is for females i think the pressure is different for what different for what guys face so for females is like percent and i think this even cuts across different cultures so it's like before you get into uni you never have a conversation about boys. You never have a conversation about hmm. dating. None of that really comes up, right? Fact, and if they are going to school, they'll be telling you, don't talk to boys. Face don't your book. Boys talk, face your book. This, yes. that. And then if the moment you finish school, the, the very moment. To, so uh, when are you bringing a guy home? Ha. And I, I think, think he asked, how did we make this book? switch? From how did we make this switch? From being so obedient if i was really being totally obedient and then not having any interaction with boys as you see i should focus solely focus on my book go through uni those conversations never happen even while you're in uni almost never it's like when you are done like that's the next conversation i'm not even sure females get a lot of talks about oh what's happening with your career what's happening what path you want uh -uh. to follow no it's like that's the next thing because as a woman what's your life without it's not just have husband you, and children. Wait, have you, I, I don't know if you ever heard of like this thing. There was, I don't know if it's still like a thing in Nigeria, but I know that growing up, I heard like people say to like um, aunties, they're like, oh, as a lady, maybe like a lady that is doing really okay at work, she can afford to buy herself a car, etc. And they're like, ah, don't buy a car. Oh, yeah. You, buy you a drive car, men away. You drive men away. Yeah. Men would approach. It's such a weird, it's such a weird mentality. See, um, in a in a way, I'm glad that that conversation is changing, but there's still a lot of unlearning that needs to be done. You have 
people that, for example, are pursuing their career and see if there's, there's this person that I follow on Instagram and she inspires me a lot because she just completed her doctorate and then she's going on the postdoc path, not necessarily wow. similar to what I want to do, but then she had a child and then she has to like almost move away from her family to like pursue our, what's it called, our degree, our postdoc. And the comments that I saw on there was, what's, what's going to happen with your husband? What's ah. going to happen with your husband's job? Where, why would you just up and leave? You're yeah, just changing, almost like blaming her for pursuing her own interests, her career, what she likes as well. It's such a weird dynamic. Jeez, like, guys, crazy. I'm interested to know how you deal with such, for those that are currently going through it, how do you deal with it? But to buttress this point about the switch from almost not having a boyfriend to now having a husband, it's yeah. almost like, I don't know if you agree that you cannot be absolutely obedient to your parents to actually give them what they want. Do you agree? You can't. Hundred percent, you can't because how did we move from oh, don't have a boyfriend, don't speak mm-hmm. to a guy? Like, no. And then sometimes again, like the pressure of okay, now that you've you now say okay, I have a guy, I want to get married, and then the next thing is like the cycle just never ends. Like they keep bringing like the moment to tick something out of their box then there's something like, okay, else there's something else to do so you can't 100 like be able to like follow all of their part or what they want or their expectations of you because if that's the case ah by now i i should have like maybe two kids already by now mm-hmm. if, by following that because the expectation is okay you guys are married nine months after in fact the prayer is usually oh uh, from from your wedding, they started yeah. oh, in nine, nine months, months time. We'll hear the voice of the baby and the voice of the mother, etc. So the expectation is nine months after. Like that's just the expectation. So we we necessarily can't follow through or be obedient to them hundred percent. If not, we're going to be living our lives hundred percent for them, and we might not necessarily be happy. Sometimes yeah. we need to like do what we want to do and stand like stand by our grounds like for instance i finished school at a very like i finished my undergrad at 18 18 yeah and because of that i had so many friends that are older than me. and even till mm-hmm. now most of my friends are older than i am so you can imagine me finishing school at 18 i had friends getting married like a year or two after and i'm you know me like when i was back in Nigeria, every one i am down oh, for you, it. Like, oh my god i'm going for it so i am going to, to turn up have fun my friends are getting married and then you're seeing like maybe aunties or your friends parents in fact already saying ah um, when are we going to come for your own evergreen and in my head i'm like hello like i just feel like i'm still 18 or mm-hmm. even when i turned 20 i was still like ah, i just don't 20 like I, i'm not on the same level with these my friends so like I'm, I don't care, and at the back of my mind, then I always said, ah, once I finish my master's degree, I've, at at the very least. So it it's just been like, whether you want to even ignore it or not, like it's yes. just there. Like mm-hmm. I just I'm at an oh I'm bad. I just want to have fun. I'm just mm-hmm. you know having fun with my friends. And the next thing you greet, ah, evergreen, how have you been? Oh, ah, when oh is your God. own? Mm. My gosh, because it's to be your own that will come for next. Oh. And you're like, did I even tell you that me, I am ready? 
it's not even it's it's so weird for me that we you have people that are not necessarily close to you making those comments people that you probably see once in a year once in two years but i think what pains me the most about situations like that especially going from let's even start from the first one getting married do you have do do parents still sit down with their children to have conversations of the kind of person that you want to be with what do you want out of a marriage what kind of person with this do person they, like do what really values those conversations? do you get like I've, it I almost doesn't matter it's like are you from the same culture um is he well to do does he have a job okay well you don't need to waste time or don't waste time and it's so wrong but that's what's happening you find also people that succumb to pressures from pastors, for example, that see vision ah. and then oh say you God. shouldn't are wait. We start, are we going to we are going this conversation? There. We are going oh, there. Geez. We are going there. Pastors that see vision and don't allow you to see the vision for yourself. People mm. that are constantly count, counting age for you. Yeah, everybody recognizes as a female. The biological pressure is there at the back of your mind, whether you like it or not, right? Yeah. But guess what? Some people got married at 25, didn't have a child until they were 35. Some people got married at 31, had a child immediately. Some people got married at 40, had a child immediately. Yeah. So you can't it's not necessarily... The same for It's everybody. not... And you can't even know for sure until you actually get into it and start trying. You never exactly. know. Exactly. I was just about to say that there are people that actually got married early. They wanted to start having kids immediately and they were trying and it, it was just, just not happening. So you can imagine people like that that are actively trying and it's not happening. And then you go out, maybe you're at work, your colleagues bring it up to say, Ah, what's exactly. happening you go for you know functions events mm-hmm. people are asking you what's happening like that's depressing enough that you're just like you guys don't even know what i'm going through like mm-hmm. we're really even trying but it's actually not happening they don't know all of this and it's also okay for people that get married and then say i don't want to try immediately i just want to take it's time actually okay because one of the things that we also never talk about is just the way you said, oh, some people get married early and never have a child. If I had made a decision to just marry somebody for the sake of let me just even get married and have a child and it's not working out for me. First of all, I'm in a marriage that sucks with a partner that, I, that just annoys me. I'm not even proud of it. It just gets <laughs> to my nerves. And thirdly, I'm not even happy with the baby for which I even got married. So Yay. what kind of life is that ultimately? Like, and forever is such a long time to be unhappy that you can't you can't really chill. like if you already have the child like what do you want to do like exactly the child is yours there's nothing you can do and then you probably end up getting divorced because it's such a really my- messy situation and then you oh. have to go through the process of um parental rights so custody all of that and such Jeez. so much pressure to be a single parent like i don't even have first-hand experience of it but just merely seeing people share their stories and yeah, what they go through is enough to recognize that this is not a decision that you just make because of persuasion, because of, you know, um, pressure or demands. And those demands, unfortunately, never end. It's like after one, we'll go to the next Another one. Another one. And to the next one. And to the next. It's crazy. The cycle continues. It does continue. It does continue. So in terms of... um you know, making a decision to be married and, you know, making a decision to have a kid. Going back to the biological pressure, for example, um, 
there are situations where people go in for a medical checkup, right? And then yeah. you're told that, especially this is why the pressure is on women the most. And then they are told that, okay, you have fibroids, right? And we can't take it out. It's pressing on your womb or something. It's, if you want to have a child, you might as well get to it right now. No. And this person, for example, isn't married and still trying to find the right, because you can't just end up with just someone for the yeah. sake of it. What would be the advice to give to that person? I think I've actually read something relating to that. Actually, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was a book. I can't remember, but I think I read something that has to do with that. Honestly, or maybe a movie. <sighs> it's, it's insane, honestly. I, I can't even imagine like someone in that position, what they're going through. Because now it's not just the pressure of the person has fibroid. Now there's the pressure of you need to find someone to get married to, or you just need to have a kid as quickly as possible um, because of the fibroid. It's, it's crazy. I think, honestly, I think they usually give them like a timeline, like, yeah, maybe they like do. in the next two, three years, et cetera. In a, sometimes tra- never, it's never d- as long as three that years. That long. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The person should try and put themselves out. Like, you know, maybe they'll find someone. And honestly, I think the way the world is at this point, like, there are people, ah, gosh, I was about to say, okay, you can even, um, I was about to say, oh, you know, you can get like sperm donor. But then I'm like, the pressure of being a single uh, parent as well is there. Oh, I think for me, I, I thought about this long and there wasn't like an easy way out. There isn't. But, but then I thought about it. For that person, do you really want to have a child? First of all. Ah, that's the thing. That's another thing. Because you might not want to, and that's fine. If you want to have a child, does that child have to be, um, do you have to share the same DNA and blood with that person? Because you can as well adopt. adopt. Yeah, so there are almost different options. And if you eventually want to have a child and you have the money, you can go the surrogate option. If you can, you know, free, freeze your eggs. Freeze eggs. Mm-hmm. So it's not a question of what really matters to you. Because but those the, things that they cost money, that freezing egg thing. Too, they do. Like I expensive. said, if you, have, if you have the money, <laughs> alternatively, if, because I, I thought about it now, why do people want to have children? Why do you, why, why do people want to have children? Hmm. I, I think it should be me asking that question. <laughs> Honestly, I think it should be me asking that question because it's one of the things that I've thought about recently. I was like, do people really just, have kids really because oh it looks like that's the norm everybody gets married and then they have kids is that what it is do people genuinely want to have kids those type of people like why is it just because they want someone to take care of or like i don't know i i honestly i don't mm-hmm. know I don't know. I, i'm actually interested in this i i would be very appreciative if people that are listening to us can share for example for those that have kids what was the deciding factor to have a child was it accidental was it planned if it was planned like what incited that decision and for those that are actively trying why do you really want to have a child and, and people that have not even have kids yet but want to have kids yeah like, why do you want why to? do you want to I'm, yeah i want to like please drop comments in on our socials or, or you can DM us or email yes. us. Like, I actually want to read some of those things and kind of get to understand why. Like, is it just also oh, that the lineage continues or like what? Like, Yeah, I'm also interested to know if having your own child, going to the process of having a child that comes from you, 
you know part of you is different from or is more cherishable than a child that you adopt is it that it's different the love is different the relationship will be different i am so interested to know please drop yeah, speaking the- of yeah. I, I think i saw a question on instagram this week where there was a question of oh so if you if you adopt a, a child like maybe a son for instance adopt a son and then a couple of months after you got pregnant and then you have your own biological child yes um which one would you claim to be as your first child would i don't understand a- the moment you're adopting the child, was the child not your child? I don't get. Do you know that? Wait, let me get. So when I, I saw it, I was like, well, my mind was just like, yeah, the adopted one was the first child. And what um, we was adopted? Then, that's my child. This they adopted. That's my child. Do you know that people responded? Like I saw someone's response, like a person like sent like a private DM clearly to who asked that question. And the person was like on social media. I would claim that the adopted child no is way. my first. No but, way. You know, within my circle, um, I within my family, no way. My my biological child is my first. And I was just like, this again is pressure. Like exactly. Why are you why, why are you, you doing that? a different, you know, perception? That person like, shouldn't or, be adopting a child in the first place. Because you're like, already having adopted this the child that's bias. Too- mindset to this child it means that you're saying things that you will give your biological child that you that you won't wouldn't give give the adopted and that's so one. wrong in fact it's it's so wrong for people to you won't be able to tell regardless of whether the person has a different skin color don't look like you guys people to tell that oh this child is not yours because ultimately it's the love that you have to give and i know that people talk about you see your child oh my god you're overwhelmed with love i get that you can have that same feeling for your adopted child as well ultimately it's a decision you make a decision to be married to someone you make a decision to choose that person every day you make a decision to love your child every day you make a decision because guess what those kids are not going to do everything that you want in fact i'll be more proud of them choosing to do things the way they want to do they want to do that um, being obedient to your parents 100 percent leads you (laughs) astray in a sense so (laughs) yeah i mean that's the truth that's the oh truth. Oh my god. Hey. Yeah. So I was going to ask. So currently, what what type of societal pressure do you think you're currently dealing with? Like as a person, like at the moment, like hmm. not like previously or that you've dealt with in past, but at the moment, like um, which one of it are you like currently dealing with? Mm, it's interesting that you talk about this because, like I said, I think none of them really affects me the most because the guys i Even have the biological one no so it's interesting because it only would cross my mind once or twice in a year for example right but it's not something that keeps me up at night which is a weird one um with with construction next my friends and people that i'm really close to i have just very little you know groups of friends that i really talk to i really understand what's going on with me and those guys are sane enough to know that you can't come and tell me rubbish so we are <laughs> we get ourselves like that so that's a good thing i think for me especially mine will be self-inflicted and it's about like you know trying to do things a certain way or trying to achieve this at a certain milestone like i can be saying shit i'm mm. and i'm yeah i'm saying shit in advance i'm saying i can i can say shit like i feel very underachieved and my friends be like you are yeah. mad are you mad no i think it comes with when when you're like a very goal-oriented person oh, yeah you you like to like achieve a lot like i think it comes with that territory because you're just like 
oh, like, okay, I want to have achieved XYZ before By I turn 30. The, exactly. And then exactly. as you're approaching 30, you're already like, hey, oh my God. You're looking at the goals again. You're like, ha, I haven't even done two of these maybe exactly. 10 things that I'd written <laughs> maybe when I turn 25. I, I absolutely get that feeling. Yes. Too. I had a conversation with my a friend this week and she was telling me, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? And I was like, yeah, it's probably just going to go like every other day. She's like, are you mad? <laughs> no, no. She called me. Of birthday, she called no, me immediately like, birthday, what is wrong you with you? have to do something. What is you wrong with you? Do something. Ow, ow. I should say, wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. What's, what's the matter? What's wrong? Tell me, talk to me. And I was like, I just feel very on that chill. Like, I don't feel like I'm... I should say, how are you, okay? are you of all people saying that to me? God. Yeah, so that that pressure, that's the pressure that keeps me up at night. That that pressure definitely keeps me up at night. Yeah. So that's the one that I No, experience. but speaking of, don't think you can go away from this birthday matter. And you're like, that's this, another this birthday is a significant birthday. Moving I don't on. care if this is me giving you a Moving on. pressure. I don't care. But moving on, but you're not going to turn this age twice, so moving I don't on. get it. You have to do something. Well, we'll continue this conversation later, <laughs> but yes, you have to do something for your birthday. But I really feel you on that, or feeling like you've not done as much as maybe you thought you should have. Like, think you know, I've set these goals. Like, I remember part of like when I when I finished my undergrad, like I'd said, Oh, you know, I want to, I've gotten my master's degree at age 21. Well, life happened and life I knew happens. that, you know, this is not going to happen. And then I had to like adjust the, the goal. And I was like, okay, let's see. Um, by the time I turned 25, I want to have gotten my master's degree. And I was happy that I was able to like check it off my list. I remember when I was turning 25, well, I didn't do anything thanks to COVID, which is why this year's birthday. But you had a photo shoot if I remember, didn't you? Well, but I didn't do anything. That, that photo shoot, I wasn't supposed to even be in Canada at that for that birthday. Oh, Let's I remember, I remember. Okay. So I was just like, fine. I was happy that, okay, there were things that I had on my list that I was able to do and some other things that I didn't have on my list and I'd achieved. But I think we just need to be, we need to try and count our blessings. Even my manager said this to me, I think earlier in the year, and she said, that she thinks that I don't give myself credit enough, that I'm always like running the race of, okay, so what next? What and then next I'm like, yeah. okay, so what next? So what next? Like I'm mm-hmm. constantly like wanting to move to the next spot and, and don't actually look back and reflect on how far I've come and how many like things I've actually like achieved. Um, and I was like, well, I think maybe just comes with whenever you, you're like, a very okay so what's the next goal yeah. what's the next thing to do mm-hmm. um i think it, it's just good for us to sometimes just reflect and just i agree and pat ourselves on the back and be like you know what i'm actually doing quite okay like i've done well for myself mm-hmm. um at this age or at this point in time and also try to it's easy to say but also try not to compare ourselves with other people oh, yes. as much that's, as possible that's, that's a very important one because well, yeah honestly it's very easy to say but we we need to try as much yeah. as possible to I do agree because with you. it's easy to see people around you it's, everybody's life is different like okay this person finished their um the undergrad at 18 okay i finished my undergrad at 18. but you did start at, at 18 somebody's starting at 18 so why should you compare each other uh, like i said it's, like everyone said it's also easy to say but 
it's not easy because at the now like if it's not even one of the things i talk about like actively anymore but back then it was like a very very big deal to me yeah he was i finished at 18 Mm -hmm. etc like i was always proud to say but now i don't even use that undergraduate degree anymore like i don't reference it anymore right so we need to just leave out don't don't just compare because what what comparison does is it makes you feel like you have not done well like mm. it just steals your joy so it steals your joy as, it steals your presence yeah so as much as possible i'm let's, also telling like, that to myself as i'm, as you're saying, I'm, telling, I'm saying it to myself <laughs> like <laughs> it's an advice that i need to keep reminding myself it of it is um because honestly the pressure is there like there's sometimes that you you're not even trying to put yourself under pressure but you just maybe open instagram you just see that ah this person has done this and you're like hey this person is my age mate though like this person is this and i'm i'm still you know funny thing is that for me because i'm off instagram a lot i think even not because of the newbie sisters and our content i'm usually not I just log on for a while for a long get. Um, so for me, it's just like I set this goal, just like you said, and I'm setting on that one again, and I'm doing X, Y, Z while I'm working on this. I never acknowledging that okay, there's been a growth process during all of this, and, and people Enola can be doing four, five different types of that projects that are not even intertwined in any way at the same time sometimes i'm like why do you even want to like why are you trying to kill yourself like why are you picking up something new to do when you have this many things you're already doing i was talking to Dimitri um yesterday yesterday and you know i was telling about i'm doing one thing and i'm about to start something else and he was like why are you doing this yourself and i was like what do you want me to do this i don't know just me i don't know next thing you know just like oh there's this um you know un sustainability something something <laughs> that they're doing i think I'm, I'm going to up on and i'm like hello your pro- your, your your research is enough work you're doing um a fashion course like it's only you auntie <laughs> but yeah it's it's also one of those pressures like i think I'm saying this, I'm putting it out in the universe. I'm also telling our audience just to keep myself in check. But it's like, I realize that I have an interest in something or I find out that there's something really interesting that may be useful for me to do in the, I don't know, near future. Oh, I'm coming up with this business idea and it just makes sense for me to do this one. And so it's like, if I don't take advantage of this, I may miss out on this. But it's like, everything is happening at the same time. And just like every Evergreen said, it's important to just even take a chill pill, just pause and just like look back. There was a time where we did, I think it was 2017. I remember we did an Alleluia challenge and then we wrote this Alleluia challenge. I wrote down things that we wanted. Oh, and I gosh. remember when I was cleaning out, I think when I was moving um, apartments, I remember seeing that book and going through and I was like, wait, what? How is it that everything, everything on this been checked? And it doesn't even feel like I'm onto the next one and my eyes is like onto the, that very next one. It's, it's crazy because it is <laughs> it really is very we don't sometimes we don't even acknowledge all the things that when we were c- crying praying hey god this and then you're now living in those things that you were even like and, setting yeah, those and goals it doesn't for. feel like enough and it doesn't feel enough you're already like okay so what next <sighs> yeah the ones that you prayed for or the ones that you said goes when you've achieved can you at least clap for yourself and yeah give yeah. yourself your some flowers i'm like yeah i'm doing i'm doing well yeah so i think one of the things that we'll just be telling our listeners is that we all face pressures at like different phases of our life i don't think 
we would all have a smooth sailing life where we are not facing challenges or difficulties. So it's almost like you're feeling pressured almost at that time. So um, what I would just say is take a chill pill, first of all, go back. I'm telling myself this as well. And just mm-hmm. reflect on how much progress has been made, how much growth you've made and celebrate every tiny milestone. I'm telling myself this. Celebrate mm-hmm. every... <laughs> Everybody is really nice at me. Celebrate mm. every tiny milestone. It doesn't have to be. You don't. You don't have to wait until you buy a house. You don't have to wait until you get married. You don't have to wait until you have your first child. It might just be the fact that you got you know a pay increase or more. Um, it might be like you got a pay increase, more responsibility at work that is pushing you towards your career goal. It might be that you're starting a new degree, even though it's like the most challenging thing you ever have to do. Hey. It, <laughs> it might be that, you know, you just, there are like different things that can happen to you. It might even be that you just found love and you're just really happy in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you're going to go to marriage, you're just happy in your presence. You get, it might even be that energy that you have right now that will spread into like the future occurrences and events so i would say that the pressure is there it doesn't go away in social media age right now it's worse everybody is posting their their best moments honestly which you would expect you get that's what people will do i'm less likely to post when i'm i don't know but yeah like people that even post when they are crying yeah, like, exactly. You're trying to like make a point. Usually, a lot of people feel more confident or feel more comfortable sharing their very good moments and achievements. And you can't course. take that away from them. You probably do mm-hmm. same as well. But yes, if, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I would say one thing though if that pressure from social media gets to you, you can take some time off, log off. And your lot does that a lot. I like, do. She does that a lot. She would just be like, that, oh, I've not been seen it since you're saying tonight. Oh, I love I'm that. Logged off. Yeah. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> um, I read somewhere that if you do something consistently every day for 21 days, it becomes a habit. So if you're the kind of person that goes to show me that every single day, like it's almost like a reflex before you know, you're already on Instagram, you're already on Twitter. Yeah. If you log out of those, account, not just log out, delete, delete the apps. Yes, that's the level delete that Nyola goes to. Yeah delete those apps they're after 21 days you just forget that oh i was so used to that so that might be something you want to try out if you're searching for love it's not going as you want just enjoy yourself right now go on spa dates and get your nails done get your head done take yourself out go see a movie with your girlfriends your boyfriends whatever just chill and enjoy the presence because we are married right now and we know that they're sending you can't take back well except you know you're separated from your partner but you almost cannot go back to your single moment where you could just like wake up one morning and just do whatever yeah and just make just now take there's this. someone to conceive that exactly and then when you have a child so if you're married right oh. now and you don't have a child guess what enjoy, enjoy this it. enjoy it because enjoy there'll it. be a point where to even go out for dates to get your hair done to get your nails <gasps> done you have to plan around this child you're feeding everything so enjoy this moment because you, you would in fact once you have a child you can't get it back because there's no way you want to put that child for we just child take the child too like <laughs> you can't say oh I, I need a break i don't want this child for like three months can exactly. somebody else take this child exactly and if you are going through a career change you're trying to identify what to do next you're not really sure you can take one or two courses you can go on coursera you can just learn yeah coursera 
there are different things that you can learn in the moments it would happen eventually i mm-hmm. i know for sure it will happen i'm telling myself this <laughs> um it would happen eventually but just take it one day at a time and one thing that I have to say is that, you know, we are the millennials right now that are going through the process of having kids. Well, now it's our own generation right now that are having children in the 90s, 1992, 1995 kids. You get, <laughs> there are so many things that we complain that our parents did that we did not like. Mm. I just hope we're very intentional to not end up in to the parents that, that we're not doing it too. We complained about. <laughs> so that's something, something to think about. Oh my God. You know, I think for me, the, the main thing for me is, and I, I, like, I know those, that like the pressure is going to be there. For sure. Um, we should just try not to compare a lot. Again, like, just do, do your thing. Everybody's life path is like going to be different. Like, because person A had achieved XYZ at 25, doesn't mean that everybody has to like go through that pathway. So we should just try to, not compare our lives with other people just leave like enjoy the moment like in your last said enjoy like where like whatever situation or milestone you are just enjoy it because honestly like if you've passed that milestone you've passed that milestone like you have okay for instance oh i was looking forward to my 25th okay i ended up not celebrating like any big <laughs> birthday I, can i turn 25 again no i can't so let's just you know um, enjoy the moment um you know that we're in and try not to compare as much as possible let's just do what we can um and uh, this one is to myself not to put pressure too much on ourselves hmm. because mm. you see me i'm like oh i'm going to do xyz before the end of the year mm-hmm. I'm going to do, hey let's just let's be let's try to be chilly let's yeah. not put too much pressure on ourselves as well but uh, yeah. One thing that I, that I want to share before we close out the episode is I saw this tweet quite interesting. And it mm. says that the, reali- the reality is that many of you are talented and intelligent, but you are afraid to be yourself and do you. The secret of success is authenticity. Um, don't cave into social pressure and don't conform according to the opinion of those who manufacture fake social consciousness. So mm-hmm. word, 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 that you know you might find interesting or you feel like it's very important to you yeah. you can share to us and then we'll get right to you because we've got you guys and yes we're here we for you know, guys we're, we're here get, we're here for you guys and importantly trust us we're all just trying to navigate and find our way on this journey called life we're just so, moving no, no, and we're no, just no. newbies like you guys so you know help a sister out helping each other out we've got you guys covered so yeah yeah um i guess that's it for us this episode yeah Yeah. that's it thanks guys for listening and we'll see you in the next episode yes bye bye